Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're doing another short today, uh, a state of the Broncos address. I gotta say, I have some major concerns about this team, um, particularly because of the division they're in, which I think, you know, I just did my divisional podcast a little bit ago. Check that out. Um, Very difficult division, obviously. This team has some concerns, and it starts at the quarterback position. Trevor Simeon didn't play poorly last year, but he is what he is. I mean, to me, he's a high-end backup. Where Paxton Lynch was drafted to be the man, he's slow to take that over. I don't think that, you know, we need to look at him and say, boy, he's a bust. He should be a starter by now. Um, But he is, he wants to push the ball downfield. You know, but all the reports I'm getting out of practice and, and, you know, now that he's got a year under his belt, he's overly aggressive where Simeon's overly conservative. Lynch has the first round body and tools and arm. Uh, Simeon's doesn't, <laughs> you know, I mean, so is the defense good enough to run the ball, play ultra conservative and let Simeon move the chains and don't make a lot of mistakes and punt a lot? And, or do you need more from the position and is Lynch going to be more in the Elway mold and that's who chose him and wants him to eventually take this thing over? We'll see how that plays out. You know, one of the more unsure quarterback situations in the league as we sit here in late June. Um, Chad Kelly is Mr. Irrelevant, seventh-round pick, is somebody just to remember. I mean, he probably won't play a snap, you know, and he's coming off injury and he's had some off-field concerns, but he's got a load of ability. You know, do not forget about this guy a year from now. You know, if Lynch isn't cutting it and Simeon is, is what he is, don't be surprised if Kelly gets in that conversation. The running back stable is an interesting one. I think they like D'Angelo Henderson, the sixth-round pick, but they still they have, they have Jamal Charles, who I worry about. I tend to think that this is going to be you know years of a great career that you just want to forget in a, in a foreign uniform. Um, Devontae Booker was last year's fourth-round pick, had a very uninspiring season. I'm not sure he was fully recovered from injury, though. It wouldn't shock me if he looks a little better. You know, I'm interesting to see him in the preseason. And C.J. Anderson's, I think, is a guy that's perennially underrated but needs to stay on the field. I think he's a quality back, um, clearly the best of this group, in my opinion, although Charles is a wild card. I mean, what if he comes out and looks like he did a couple years ago, which I am not holding my breath on. So I think they'll get enough from the, this group of running backs. Probably not game changers. Anderson, to me, like I said, is the best of the group. I like the combination of Thomas and Sanders at wide receiver. You know, what's not to like? They're very different, um, but they are getting up in age. Both are in that 30 neighborhood right now. I think they've consistently lacked a third receiver in this passing game, and that includes the tight end. So adding Carlos Henderson in the third round, a really good Slot type, um, Golden Tate type, physical, not as physical as Tate or as big as Tate, but really good after the catch. Has some speed, has some explosion to him. 
The rest of this receiver core doesn't inspire me. And again, that goes back to the tight end. I thought they might draft a tight end in the first round. Um, but they did take Jake Butt in the fifth. And I think they project him to be a starter. So, um, again, maybe down the line he turns into, you know, a, a, a quality starter, middle-of-the-pack type starting tight end. That might take some time, though. Uh, I was not all that big on Jeff Hireman. He was the, the third-round pick in the 15. Virgil Green seems to be very much he is what he is at this point, a good blocker. Doesn't play up to the, the, the big measurables he put up at his combine back when. A.J. Dar- Derby has some upside, too. Again, I mean, that's kind of how this whole team is, especially on offense. Is just, you know, I'm naming some guys and maybe somebody steps up. But where's the star power? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders and Thomas certainly have some of that. But other than that, the backs, big questions at quarterback, the rest of the receivers and tight ends. And this is certainly true for the, the offensive line, too. And they put a lot of invested a lot to get better up front. And you got to think they did. I mean, Matt Paradis, the, the center, is one of the best offensive linemen that you've never heard of. I think he's a really, really good player. Ronald Leary's a pile mover, and they gave him a lot of money to come over from Dallas as going to be the starting left guard. But I also think, you know, playing between Frederick and Tyron Smith had some major benefits for him. I bet he's not quite as effective as, you know, one of the guys you're counting on to be your best lineman as he was in Dallas. You know, but certainly an upgrade. Max Garcia is probably the other guard. Fine. Uh, Sombrello, Menelik Watson, Stevenson. You know, these are the tackles outside of first-round pick. Garrett Bowles. Yuck. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they've invested a lot in a lot of these guys. Um, but, man, uh, you're going to get immediate results out of Bowles. I like that pick. I'm not yucking the Garrett Bowles pick. But the rest of those guys, to me, are very worrisome. So, probably best-case scenario you have three quality starters and some other big question marks. That's a worry. I mean, man, that's a worry. Um, last guy on offense I meant to mention before is Andy Janovich. True fullback, good player. Uh, the running game really suffered when he was lost last year, so I don't want to overlook that. Now, this defense. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that this defense was historically good and led them to a Super Bowl title. But there's a crack in it, and some of it's because of those free agent additions from, you know, subtractions from a year ago, is teams are keeping this defense in their base unit and running on them. You know, that they're keeping nose, you know, a base 3-4 on the field, and that doesn't allow them, you know, they're coming out in 22 personnel and, you know, running the ball at, at a heavier defensive front, which doesn't allow, you know, Denver to do what they do best, and that's stop the pass, rush the passer, get, you know, extra defensive backs on the field, Bradley Roby in particular. Secondary is great. You know, a lot of man coverage. Tlaib, Harris, Roby, that's an awesome trio of corners in their prime. TJ Ward's a great player at safety. Darian Stewart's a nice player. They used a third-round pick on Justin Simmons, so they can go pretty much six deep with a dime package. But teams just aren't letting them do that. They're making them keep their heavier personnel on the field, which now means Domita Peco, uh, Jared Crick, Derek Wolf, second-round pick Demarcus Walker. None of those guys are Malik Jackson, that's for sure. You know, I mean, that's the difference. Is they had an upfield penetrating difference maker 
defensive tackle type before that they don't really have now. They hope they're going to find that in Walker or even Gotsis last year's second-round pick, two, two years in a row of second-round picks. Fine. You know, I mean, those guys are okay, but I don't see much at the nose tackle position. I don't see much in the way of difference makers in that rotation of big men. Vaughn Miller's obviously a superstar. We've talked about him many times on a Hall of Fame pace, one of the absolute best players in the game. He's a straw that stirs a drink. He's a stud. Um, but Ware is gone. I think Ray's going to be more than capable to step up. And Shaq Barrett's a really good player, too. So the edge presence should be as strong as ever. But on the second level, they're pretty ordinary, too, which goes back to why teams are keeping them in their base 3-4 because they're inside linebackers, you know, Todd Davis, Brandon Marshall. Marshall's a good player. Davis is probably a three who's stuck in as a, as a two. And they don't have much in the way they're depth. So I would think that's going to be the plan going forward against this defense is play heavier personnel against them and make them stay in their 3-4. And then you got guys like Bradley Roby holding their helmet on the sideline, which is bad business. Meanwhile, I think Denver's offense isn't going to force you into a lot of passing situations either. So... I worry about Denver. I could very well see a six or seven type win season and struggling in a very difficult division.